Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. Good morning. And welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Wednesday, October 9th. Our top stories for the day. Wes is in the Ever Scrolls. You know what that means? He's bringing us a Brexit update. We're almost done with Brexit, right, Wes? Yeah, but I also got a tank top on, so it kind of cancels out. Um, oh yeah, that's true. We we don't know. Um, it it's it looks like we could have a, a few more years, maybe months of Brexit. Guys, Wes is really stressed out. Can we help him out by buying some of our merch? That really cheers him up. Someone yeah. just. Wes, Wes looks like a business owner in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Doing the books. Mm-hmm. A day late. Yeah. And then uh, Pat Payrolls, Mark and I'll take, take us through a news buffet after Wes is done with the Brexit update. Get us going, Wes. All right. Well, boys, as I predicted from the very beginning, Boris Johnson just doesn't look like he's going to get Brexit done after all. You liar. <laughs> yeah, not from the very beginning. <laughs> Been saying it from the start. Um, he talked a big game with his do or die game plan. He tried every trick in the book from firing members of his own party, including Winston Churchill's entitled grandson, Nicholas uh, Soames, who really wishes he had that Churchill name. Uh, Boris also sweet talked and lied to Her Majesty the Queen, likely complimenting her garden while touching her arm and giving her an immediate orgasm that she hey, could have killed her. My um, he challenged the Supreme Court and lost on whether his suspension of parliament was legal. And now it looks like Brexit will not happen by October 31st. So you sure, Wes? I'm pretty sure. Boris Johnson's a major baker. Mayfield came in all hot. Everyone was everyone thought he was going to have a good year. Didn't happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like one of the flashiest failures of all time. He's like the uh, boxer that walked out to the ring, like dancing the whole time. And is immediately when he got into the ring, just got knocked the fuck out in like the first first. Yeah, he's like Apollo seconds. Apollo Creed in Rocky yeah, Four. That was the best. Um, I don't know who Will's talking about. Is that the Russian one? No, it's like a yeah. He's like a little. He's like Moroccan or something. Moroccan, it was like, and he had, yeah. he had a big chain on. Yeah, mm, yeah. That's how you knew it was going to spell disaster. Yeah. Too much hubris. Yes. Um, so the opposite. Uh, Johnson will likely join Theresa May as a Brexit failure, and the Supreme Court will have its hand in British politics forever. And fuck me in the ass, the EU may want to set another extension deadline for next June. That's June of 2020. Um, we nice. don't even know if we'll be doing this uh, in next next June. Hopefully we will with your support and some T-shirt sales. Um, Boris a Doctor. Yeah, we might, listeners out there, we might need a Brexit stand-in by then. We yeah. do need an official hard factor doctor if we have any doctor listeners. Uh, one, preferably, who doesn't judge. Well, no, right. just get policy genius and take care of your loved ones. That's true. And Noom. Um, <laughs> so Boris recently spoke with German Prime Minister Angela Merkel, and a source close to the meeting said that Merkel uh, said that after hearing Boris's ideas for a deal, uh, said that the deal was overwhelmingly unlikely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now some people are saying that that could just be the start of some <laughs> blame game that Boris is trying to start to make himself look better and that Merkel likely was just um, not so absolute in her statements. Uh, President oh, yeah, of the- it's Germany's fault. Right. Right, mm-hmm. Boris. Right. Yep. 
Blame, blame Angela. Um, so president of the European Council, Donald Tusk, took to Twitter to bash Boris, saying, what's at stake is not winning some stupid blame game. At stake is the future of Europe and the UK, as well as the security and interests of our people. You don't want a deal. You don't want an extension. You don't want to revoke. Uh, quo vade. Quo vade. Quo vade. Quo vada. Life goes on. Yeah. Right? I think Which, that's Latin. Yeah. It means yeah. For sup, bitch. For the VD. <laughs> it means Latin for where are you? Where are you marching? Oh, okay. Um, so the source said that Merkel once again cited the controversy with Northern Ireland's borders, a problem that has plagued the entire Brexit deal from the beginning. With the unknown source saying that Merkel told uh, her Boris the only told Boris the only way to break the deadlock was for Northern Ireland to stay in the customs union uh, again. So no border, no violence. Um, no border. This no source. Violence. And this source sounds a lot like what we call in the U.S. Uh, a whistleblower and could be bullshit. Not sure what they call it over there. Like a, maybe it's a wanker blower or something like that. A chimney yeah. licker. Chimney yeah. licker. You <laughs> cunt. They say cunt a lot. They do. They do. You stupid cunt. As, yeah, when you see your mother, you're like, hello, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it goes over there. Oh, yeah. hey, sweetie. Lunch. I made you some scones. Lunch yeah. sucks. Ah, oh, thanks, cunt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys have been, but it's true. Um, Boris, I've been. It's true. Boris is continuing to hold strong that he will not comply with the Ben Act, which was the law Parliament passed um, before they were prorogued, instructing Boris to ask for an extension if a deal could not be made by October nineteenth. He still says they are out and Brexit odds at predicted.org slash promo slash hard factor twenty are currently at eighteen cents. Yes. So. Wes, didn't you meet some people this past week that were remainers uh, that yes. were like mature, uh, smart British people that were well yeah. off, and they told you like laughing in your face that Brexit wasn't going. Happened. Yeah, they told me that Boris was a, was a joke, and basically what they said was that the original act, I questioned them on the vote, the popular vote, and they said that they were the, the entire population was misled in that vote, so it's all bullshit. They uh, basically gave the Brexit up that you should have been giving this whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. To, to you. I'm kind of yes. mad, mad you didn't ask them to explain Brexit me to, too. to you. Me too. I'm very upset about it. They, they kind of did. Yeah. yeah. But they kind of also smelled bullshit on your breath. They did. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I was clearly didn't know what I was talking about. In other political <laughs> news, our friends to the north, uh, the Canadians, are about to elect their next leader on October 21st. And blackface enthusiast and little bitch to Rodrigo Duterte, uh, Justin Trudeau, is not in the, in the clear as the front runner. Um, they, is but, he a, I feel like he's an antagonist to Duterte. He dumped like trash on him for a year. Yeah, but then he go collect it though. He, he, he well, Duterte and went, sent went and him got back. It. Yeah, but yeah, it was a protest of sorts. Yeah, he's so handsome. Though. By the way, best of luck to Duterte with his health problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we really hope he gets gets better soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so conservative party leader Andrew Scheer and liberal party leader and current prime minister Trudeau are the two front runners currently. And with this market closing soon, it's a great one to get in on. Currently, if you go to predicted.org slash promo slash hard factor 20, you will not only get that free $20 on us. Mm. You're welcome. But you will get the ability to bet on the next prime minister of Canada. And that's exciting. And following a not so great showing at a pivotal debate on Monday and with Quebec, apparently a wild card, Trudeau's price has dropped from 70 cents to just 62 cents in the past 24 hours. Hours, while his main opponent, Sheer went from $0.28 cents to $0.39. Cents. Uh, so maybe the people of Canada aren't so racist after all and will not elect Trudeau. Um, remember, the important thing did here... We, probably we, probably did, good time to, to put a little money on Trudeau. Did yeah. we imply that they were? Yeah, I think that like well, they certainly do love that handsome blackface enthusiast. Well, yeah, guys, we're, we're in a time in our world where it doesn't matter what the fuck you do. Right. It really doesn't. I mean, if look at look, Boris Johnson. I, I mean, yeah. it doesn't hurt to look like Trudeau. No, 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 you can't. Yeah, he's not losing anything. We're still at a time where Except his virginity at a very young born. age. Right, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his so. mom probably banged Mick Jagger, whoever. Not was Mick Jagger, but one of the Rolling Stones. She definitely banged someone could, famous. Yeah. If he's not uh, Rolling Stones kid, he's like so Bret he Hart or whoever was hot. Be a Rolling Stones, Stones child. 
Yes. Very potentially, yeah. That, that's, really? That's, that's the rumor. A lot of rumors. Keith Richards. The Stones went and rehearsed at a small club in Toronto for like a week, and his mom, who was hot and hot lady about time, went and hung out there all week, rumored to have been banging a stone. The Stones performed mm. in Canada and then performed in Mrs. Trudeau. Mm-hmm, everywhere. <laughs> Certainly not Jagger. Yeah. Um, also, luckily, President... Uh, Remember, the important thing here is to do your research bet with your brain, not your heart. And when it's time to collect your winnings, remember they will legally be in your bank account within days. Also, luckily, President Trump went on his retweet tirade before our show posted today. And I doubt we cost anyone any money on that market, uh, except for Pat and Mark, who just watched it sink within a matter of uh, minutes after the recording of the show. 29 fucking tweets in 16 minutes. I had a a four-way parlay to win a grand. (laughs) If the Browns, all the Browns had to do was win. Baker Mayfield fucked me, and then immediately afterwards, I've dropped $200 on Predicted, and yeah. Trump at midnight fucked me. Yeah, Mark got bent over for like three hours last yeah. night. Um, so go yeah. to Predicted. You were predicted on hot th- streak, though. It just got... I yeah. was. I you mean, I'm, not down, I'm not down much. I was on hot streak, but it was just... It was a brute... I went to bed like in, in, in shock <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> so go to Predicted.org slash promo slash Hard Factor 20. Get your free 20 on us. Get in on the fun. We will b- be bringing you a lot of fun markets for the debate next week, hopefully. Absolutely. And there is nothing more fun than betting on whether a certain candidate will say sharpie or perhaps heart attack or how many times whistleblower is mentioned yes so pop the fucking clutch and go to predict.org slash promo slash hard factor 20 today there'll be yeah. nothing more fun than betting live with us or pre-debate during the debate and it is watching and, the debate and in fact us. predicted just sent us something about the debate markets right now right as we were starting the show so we're That's gonna right. have some some good ones going on. i literally cleared my schedule all next week i was supposed to have the have the have the boy and i said we're gonna have to switch because I'm gonna have to have a little number one little, priority. Little yeah, number number so one priority to, is betting on predicted. I'm gonna week. have to That's father right. these <laughs> debates. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Daily news. That baby juicy taste. Oh yeah. All right, guys. Presidential candidate Julian Castro stepped up to the plate this week after hearing there were a dozen LGBTQ and disabled asylum seekers at the border who claimed that they were facing violence and harassment because of their sexual orientation. Mm. I'm not sure if they were wearing T-shirts or what, but the rest of the immigrants thought there was something a little bit funny about the group. Yeah. They were leading each other by their dicks. I don't know. What, the elephant walk? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, the asylum seekers were waiting in uh, Matramoros, Mexico, uh, and they were there under the Trump administration Migrant Protection Protocols Policy, a.k.a. remain in Mexico, uh, while they were waiting for their immigration trial. But they were hoping they could just maybe wait for their immigration court dates in Brownsville, Texas, or the foyer of the United States. <laughs> mm. uh, That's the sign when you're going to Brownsville? Yeah, it's <laughs> United States' is foyer. Yeah. The town's Wait slogan. here. Yeah. <laughs> but not for too long. Yeah, on Monday, uh, Cass Castro did something. So he crossed into Mexico to meet with the migrants and their lawyers, and he successfully escorted them across the the international bridge uh, and into the United States. And he asked customs officers to let them in, claiming uh, an exemption to the MPP uh, because of their, quote, vulnerable status. What a photo op. Did you get some pics of that? Definitely some pics. So imagine so. Guys, finally, this is awesome because it's a happy story. It's like you have the, the strict immigration policy working and then also considerations for humanity it, mm. working in beautiful harmony. The system works, guys. Not oh, so okay. fast. Good. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Quick footnote here. Three hours later, U.S. Customs kicked the group right back into Mexico. There you go. Oh, so they basically said, we don't listen to the unemployed guy that's uh, in last place in the Democratic primaries. Yeah, it said yeah. remain in Mexico policy is still in full effect. Go, go back. Thank you. They said, they said like, literally uh, anyone in Brownsville would have been more important than Castro marching you through. I'm really I'm curious. <laughs> I want to know if there was uh, someone who was trans in, in the group or someone whose appearance would uh, let the other migrants know that they are uh, of a different orientation because if not like how do they know that they're gay 
Did they, well, they, you also mentioned disabled. That could be. Yeah, the disabled part didn't really cut. It was kind of a you know hole in the story. And why would they have been being discriminated against for being? Yeah, well, disabled. Yeah. Disabled, right? And that, can't carry just, as much. Mm. I'm sure the tensions are high on both sides of the uh, immediately surrounding the border. You don't want to. Maybe be... it was a ploy because they knew someone like Castro would come and get them. That's true. Yeah, for the gay part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, cool if we get gay here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> I have an update for you on a story we have been covering a lot. That's the Amber Geiger ex Dallas cop murderer saga. Three suspects have been identified in the murder of Joshua Brown, the star witness in the murder trial of former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger. Um, we mentioned this part uh, that he was Joshua Brown was murdered in a Dallas apartment complex three days after he testified in the Geiger trial. So 20-year-old Jaquarius Mitchell, 32-year-old Michael Mitchell, and 22-year-old Thaddeus Green are those three suspects. The 32-year-old hanging around a 20- and 22-year-old uh, is probably the biggest loser of that bunch. The three traveled from Alexandria, Louisiana. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the ringleader slash hugest loser. Uh, the three travel. The only guy that can rent a, a house on Airbnb because you have to be 25. Or whatever. Uh, the the three traveled from Alexandria, Louisiana, to purchase drugs from Brown in the parking lot of the Dallas apartment complex he was murdered in. Jaquarius Mitchell is the only one of the three in custody right now because he was shot as well and was still in the hospital when the cops got him. He couldn't really get out of there. The other two suspects are still in the run, according to Dallas Assistant Police Chief Avery Moore, who went on to say they are believed to be armed and dangerous. And then he said, duh. So, right. Long drive. Did he maybe get yeah. shot by... by They're the, picking up some weight. By the victim? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we'll get to that. Okay. He did, actually, Pat. Good good guess. Hey. It wasn't one of his boys. No. <laughs> uh, Jaquarius Mitchell, a.k.a. The Rat. I don't like the way you're looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> they, more for us. They just had him drive there and then offed him. What do you say to uh, this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Jaquarius Mitchell, a.k.a. The Rat, told police... Green got into a physical alter- altercation with Joshua Brown, and then Green shot Brown twice in the lower body. That's, you know, that's great. Uh, then, according to the rat, Joshua Brown plugged the rat himself. Your theory, right? Oh, so God. Joshua Brown, after getting shot, returned fire because he also had a gun. Um, he plugged him in the chest with one bullet. The rat fell back into the car he was in and did not see what happened next, but he did hear two more gunshots, which were the death blows. Green, AK, the killer, took Brown's backpack and the gun used to shoot Jaquarius Mitchell and fled the scene in their four-door sedan that everyone in the complex saw speeding off that we talked about. The three punks from Louisiana, armed with an additional gun now, dropped Jaquarius Mitchell off at a hospital and went somewhere to get high and celebrate their murder. Right. <laughs> what? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Police confiscated 12 pounds of marijuana. Outback. Yeah. What do we do? Well, Mitchell's screwed. Yeah, Outback for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> let's go. Out I don't know. That might be more of an more of a Chili's night. No, man. Yeah, no, or Applebee's. Chili's like is one dollar ass- one dollar Long Island. Chili's is for an assault. We're talking murder here, Will. <laughs> That's true. You scorch. Well, also stupid to drop a uh, potential rat off at a hospital. Right, like Aquarius, like was clearly you know the the most talkative of the three, yeah. the, all, the whole relationship. Let's get him, let's get him healthy. The thirty-two-year-old should have known to kill him. Right. Yes. Uh, but anyways, police confiscated twelve pounds of marijuana, one hundred forty-nine grams of THC cartridges, and over four thousand dollars in cash from Joshua Brown's apartment, Ooh. according to the assistant. Over some weed. More. They killed this guy over some weed. A lot of weed. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a healthy baby of weed. A and lot of weed. and that, Josh Brown had been shot before, uh, before he had eat, like uh, previous like a couple years ago, I think. So like it's it sounds like he's been in the game for quite a while. Yeah. And so like I when bet you pounds, that yeah. him being in a national trial still could have had something to do with this. Like it could have had to do with the altercation before he ended up getting shot. That's why we said like don't don't mm. be hasty on on the police. We were saying just in general, anyone that had a beef with Brown, <laughs> he, 
they, they got into now, a, now knows where he is, <laughs> and if this guy's been moving pounds, yeah, they Anyways. got into a moral dialogue about the trial. They don't like I don't like what you said in the trial back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was over pounds. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like this had nothing to do with the testimony at all. Tough blow to conspiracy theorists. Precarious guys. situation though, because you're you're like a heavy drug dealer. Like moving mm-hmm. a lot of weight, as you mentioned, and you're also testifying in a national case. Like that, that's a that is a, a pickle. That's, that's well, that's a, a ballsy a move. That, that's a stand up move because you know not a lot of people would would step up in that situation. Certainly not a lot of people that are moving pounds. It's true. Yes. Yeah. But he probably he probably thought this is perfect. I do a favor for the police. Yeah. I get a little bit of immunity. Yeah. More like you know, I guess it no, wasn't a favor for the police. Favor yeah. for the police yeah. Now thinking about the yeah. context of the trial, yeah. Yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let's bring all a lot in of, all, it was a risky move. <laughs> Let's bring a lot of cops into my life. But R.I.P. Joshua Brown. No one should be. We we all smoke weed here. No one should be murdered over some weed. So no. Anyways, anyway, that's yeah. that one. Yeah, it's nice. a sad story all around uh, from very start to the very finish of that one. All around sad. All right, I've got a quick update for each of the top twenty twenty presidential candidates from both parties. Yesterday, I said Republican incumbent in twenty twenty Donald Trump will probably have his hands full with the serious stuff and no time for whistleblower activity. And boy, was I wrong. Uh, (laughs) President Trump and the State Department took action immediately after I said that on Tuesday morning to block uh, the United States European European Union ambassador Gordon Sondland from answering questions from three congressional committees as part of the congressional impeachment inquiry. I so, think he was just sparing everyone from boredom here, because who wants to hear the EU ambassador uh, Gordon talk Gordon? about Gordon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, also, Gordon sounds like a guy that would crumble on the stand. So He's like, tell me that we have some time. I'm hoping this is a seven-hour trial testimony thing. Cause <laughs> so the, qu- some, the question is, notes. though, is he blocking it because Gordon knows something or just because he's just fucking with the press? That is oh, the I, think he's, I think he's fucking with the press. I think he knows Gordon knows nothing, and that he wants him to go on a fucking search for something and... Well, I mean, yeah, the answer to that is it doesn't really matter what the truth is, because the Democrats say this proves Trump's guilty like they have been all along. And the Republicans (laughs) say it's a kangaroo court like they have been for the last couple of days. They're just there's literally every Republican uh, congressman is just screaming into the camera. Kangaroo court. Um, It's a kangaroo court. So it's just same shit. Different day. They just parties just just hate each other. Pat just literally asked out loud, oh, uh, are you Democrat or Republican? What? Essentially, like, you, right? You just asked, yeah, like, do you think yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. of this or do you think it's because of that? Like, yeah. do you think you lean left or do you think you lean right? Because no. it's a completely yeah, partisan, yeah. Uh, it's a partisan debate at this point, it seems like. Whether Trump is blocking the guy to fuck with the process or because the guy actually knows something, that's Trump's decision. That's not, that's not a partisan. It's like, 90% of Saint Pat. Trump's, yeah. Trump's a fucking loose cannon. He could mm-hmm. be just fucking with him. Okay. Right, but everybody's taking a... Uh, Partisan stance. Jumps to conclusion, Matt, yeah. on this one. Um, all around. Okay. It's kangaroo Any- court. Yeah, exactly. Kangaroo court, indeed. All right. Anyways, uh, and Democrat 2020 frontrunner Liz Warren, she's facing a little heat of her own right now as well. One of Liz Warren's favorite anecdotes on the campaign trail so far has been recounting how she was fired from her first teaching job uh, over getting pregnant in 1971. And... Uh, yeah. People have been digging into the evolution of that story. It seems the details of her being, quote unquote, fired are a little hazy, not only according to older versions that she told straight out of her own mouth, uh, but also public documentation that suggests she could have left on her own accord after being extended into the next year. Uh, Warren maintains, though, that she was, quote unquote, shown the door once her boss realized that she was pregnant. And it seems very he said, she said. And it was also 1971. So that easily could have happened under the table. And it also doesn't matter. I don't think Uh, 1971. 
I would yeah. be surprised if they not only shouted her out of the room, but they were mm. like, you shouldn't have been able to work here anyways. What are you doing working? Take yeah. care of the family. You told like, me you were barren. 1971, right. women got the right to vote in like 1970, or 1970, yeah, right, like 1968, right? Something like that? No. I, <laughs> no, I think it was no. like the 20s. But uh, uh, well, I'm joking, but I mean, 1971, <laughs> she clearly got fired for being pregnant and whistled out the door. You told us you had drive, yeah. Liz. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and, but it, <laughs> who like, drove here? People are saying, people are saying, well, you didn't closer to the time, you didn't say it went down that way. You said that you had left, so like whatever. I mean, her story seems a little fuzzy, but it was not. It doesn't really matter. She was one of seven million firings for being pregnant. In <laughs> the yeah. Voting Rights Act was yeah. 1965, which prevented discrimination at the ballot box. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm joking. It was it was earlier than that, but. For, for the right to vote. They were still mad she was yeah. pregnant. We Women's suffrage, suffrage, though, was suffrage. way, way earlier. Than we that. all know as soon as the law goes into effect, okay. that changes everything. Yeah. All right, guys, by the way. Hey, hold on. Unfortunately uh, for Liz Warren, though, this will not be the last time that she's tested on her story thanks to the genealogy saga uh, last year that revealed that Liz Warren is not any significant portion uh, Native American, which she had claimed she was her entire life up until that point. So mm. she's going. this is not going to be the last test if she's going to be the Democratic uh, nominee. She's having a good... Uh, third act but she had a she had a rough little second act there didn't she or like mid mid act oh yeah we'll the, it's, a, it's a rocky road ahead for her for sure if beto hadn't already explored skateboarding guaranteed she'd be skateboarding right now <laughs> uh by the way guys andrew yang gang qualified for the he's the eighth candidate to quali- qualify for the fifth debate so fuck yeah yang gang yeah, uh yeah. it's impressive climb it's an impressive climb watch the guy man he's got great economic for, policy for a guy who's such a family man he certainly likes to be away from his family on a quest for no reason they all do Wes. his kids no. have been with him they were in, i saw a picture of his kids with him in south carolina yeah. yeah, so he must be flying him out. Take one that, picture. Right? Take that one. It's, it's the ultimate one, the one picture. picture. <laughs> Presidential candidacy is the ultimate boys' night out that lasts for two years. Uh, reptile breeder and probably unmarried Brian Gundy of San Jose was packing up after giving a presentation at Martin Luther King Jr. Library when he became the victim of a robber of a robbery. Guys, mm. yeah, he set his gear down in the parking lot, and then he went to get his car to swing it back around to get the gear, and he saw some shady individuals lurking by his stuff. And when he came back, his duffel bag was gone. What was in the roughly 30-pound duffel bag, you ask? 30 pounds of something. Light snakes. Snakes. Toys. It was a bag of snakes. Oh, wow. Chock full of snakes. Yeah, according to Gundy, the duffel bag contained four pythons and a lizard. So a dead lizard. Four pythons and a, and a lizard inside one of the pythons. Yeah, let's be honest. The real victim here is the lizard. Yeah. Uh, Three hungry pythons, one full python. Yeah, exactly. What? Okay. What did he do yeah. with the... He should be arrested. Imagine how pissed the fucking lizard was when he realized he was going in the bag. Yeah. Also, what this story makes me think about is like snake display guys are hilarious. Like, think about it. There's a snake display guy in every region of every state of the United States. Yeah. I mean, you've all seen them in like elementary schools or stuff. They bring the python in for people to look at. Like, who? How do you get into that? And how are there so many? Yeah, it's like an adult clown job. Like, it, like they all have like tough skin. They have a limp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I take back my uh, my running for president as the ultimate boys' night out. Uh, being a snake guy is the ultimate snake boys' night out. It lasts guy. your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. You're never you're never getting a relationship. Uh, yeah, Gundy who breeds and sells snakes through his business for goodness snakes was <laughs> no. devastated. Yeah, no. that's, that's the name. Yeah, he was devastated, guys. Uh, but luckily, he was able to recover two of the snakes in a near di- by dumpster. Uh, and the snakes, guys, are worth thousands of dollars. The guy, the guy kept a snake? <laughs> yeah. Two. Potentially two. <laughs> Where are these? The guy's like, these ones are bitey, but I like this one. <laughs> yeah, Gundy says uh, the snakes are worth thousands of dollars, but he said, quote, it's not about the money. It's about the street cred. 
Uh, no, I'm kidding. What's He's, his job? Yeah, it's his job. Uh, overall, guys, I think suffice to say that for Gundy, this whole ordeal has been a real bag of snakes. Yeah, or a box of tarantulas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. 21-year-old Radford college student Luisa Inez Cutting. Uh, by the way, inter- I just realized this, but interesting last name. Yeah, no shit. Just pleaded guilty to killing her roommate and best friend, Alex Cannon. Oh, no. She fired the cannon? Yikes. No, Alex Cannon is the one that died. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, yeah she. She, yeah, got is that like a death thing? Firing someone? Someone fired the cannon for her. Yeah. Cannon's a, gone. A relative. Come on. Knowing a ton about Radford, <laughs> having gone to Virginia Tech myself in Blacksburg, and taking the 20-minute drive down the mountains to party with guys and gals in Christiansburg at Radford dozens of times, this story doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah, they drink harder down there. They're easier. Uh, if you go to the dark side of Radford, you can usually find cocaine. They're dumber. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun school all, to party at. You guys but, are all uh, right. <laughs> uh, the killing took place way back in, on January 24th, and it was a stabbing. That's the whole cutting. Ah. Um, Louisa reportedly said she was doing cocaine with the devil, I guess on the dark side of Radford, and was mixing drugs and alcohol. That nasty mix led to her stabbing Alexa too many times for me to mention on a Wednesday. Um, according to the Commonwealth's attorney, Luisa's initial questioning with the police was a rambling and bizarre series of episodes, inclusive of her reciting the Hail Mary prayer and babbling about the apocalypse. So I guess Catholic guilt was mixed in with the, hair, with the, with the Coke and alcohol. Man. Yeah. I think her, dad, combo. her dad's a lawyer and she's going for the insanity defense is what it sounds like. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Roommates can be annoying. You can snap. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't know about how many times she stabbed her, though. Additionally, the attorney said she also tried to shove her fist in her mouth, a move I saw executed several times while partying at Radford. I mean, that was like, Jesus. if you ever played like Kings or, uh, uh, or like Asshole, it was like the thumb rule first for a rule, and the second rule was usually... Everyone sticks their fist in their mouths. It, it was initiated by a chick at well, Radford. Well, yeah, but at, at Radford, that, that act is reserved for graduate students there only. No. Oh. Specifically undergrads. <laughs> um, Louisa was sent- I don't think they have a grad school at Radford. I Goodness might be wrong, but uh, addition, <laughs> Louisa was sentenced to 20 years. living in Christiansburg. Well, yeah, exactly. Louisa was sentenced to 20 years in prison for pleading guilty to second degree murder. Sad story. Sorry about the cannon joke. It was. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Let's take it over to the space oh, wait. for oh. Hang on. Uh-oh. Take it from me. If you're even thinking of partying at Radford, you're going to want to have life insurance. Oh, my God. Yeah, you are. (laughs) The best way to compare prices for life insurance and all insurance, like auto, home, and even disability insurance, is going to uh, www.policygenius.com. Policygenius.com is the least intimidating way to look for insurance. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers and find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape, which is awesome. With Halloween coming up and another power hour from here, us guys here at Hard Factor, you'll be playing along with us either in person or at home on the yeah. live stream. And if so you're, you're going to be, you're gonna be in Radford for Halloween, you definitely need to go to Policy Genius before that. Before then. You guys have a couple weeks. Get on. It only takes minutes. You also this- might want to consider dressing up as a condom. Mm-hmm. Just generally. But people will avoid you at Radford. <laughs> this October, take the scariness out of buying life insurance with Policy Genius. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Back to you, Will. All right. Now, let's, let's for real take it to the space corner to wrap this up uh, with two quickies. So there has been a UFO sighting 
by what sounds like a guy who was having a hell of a time pounding brews on a ferry off of North Carolina's Outer Banks this week. <laughs> you don't uh, say. Is Solo on a ferry? Uh, no, multiple people, but they all no. sounded like they were having a good time. I want to uh, be there right now, yeah. Yeah, it looked awesome. Uh, the video shows a beautiful sunset with a bunch of like still lights bunched in the middle of the horizon just hovering in place above the ocean. Uh, and like you could hear the guy being like, nothing here. Nothing here. Now tell me what that is. Could you tell we're in the middle of the ocean? Like it was a, it was, it was, it was a, a pretty. Funny I didn't video. know U.S. aircraft. Those yeah. are tough questions to answer. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're hammered on a booze cruise. I mean, it could be anything. It was just like a bunch of lights in the middle of the of the sky, but it, you know, definitely could be aliens who were hovering just above their home in the seas too. So. Some of the best mm-hmm. beaches in the country. They're like, this is how people have fun. Yeah, and what the are you guys are just watching? You guys are observing. Yeah, yeah, they're observing. Fairy party. Yeah. This is going to be real easy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if aliens exist, do you guys think they're in the seas? <laughs> yes, of course. After after doing this show, I'm convinced they're in the seas. I don't think so. I think that the ocean's in the skies. Like, the ocean's like 98 percent of the world, and no one goes down there. Of course, they're in the ocean. Mm. <laughs> I think they could be hiding in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, they're in the ocean. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, NASA. Second one. NASA is still mad at Elon Musk. Uh, for working harder on his giant starship than their Dragon Project, but that's not stopping them from getting closer to bringing Martian life to Earth. Uh, Great. Yeah, good news for everybody, right? Uh, The Curiosity (laughs) rover on Mars has discovered an ancient Martian lake bed covered in salts and all kinds of signs of former biological life that was once abundant there. Uh, So it's only a matter of time until these fuckers dig below the crust of that lake bed and pull out the original alien from the original alien movie and bring it down here to just kill all the humans. So, yeah, mm-hmm. policy genius isn't going to matter much when they bring back the alien because we're all dead. As long as they follow the pro- the quarantine fucking protocol like they should have in Alien 1 when Ripley was oh, yeah. commanding the ship and she said, no, this but thing's going to have acid it. saliva the that bites through everything. The blow up their aircraft in the middle of space before it gets back yeah. to Earth. That acid saliva is something, though, Will. And then it just like can swim in outer space all the way can to you, Earth. It's can just you guys good. name a movie that had like a pleasant alien that was brought from a, a planet back to our planet? E.T. Mm. Earth Girls Are Easy? E.T. Yeah, but E.T. E. was like, you know, he, e. he was undoubtedly sexually abused while he was here on this how planet. How did he get here? I forget how E.T. got here. I don't know. I think you just uh, was it was a bad spaceship, right? In the spaceship crash or something. Yeah, spaceship crash. I like ET. Like Earth girls are easy. They just fuck all of our women. That's, that's not. It. That's not okay. Oh. Emmanuel in space. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah there it nice. is. All right, and that's gonna do it for hard Thank Factor you, Will. today. We hit a little snag with the podcast videos on YouTube and Facebook, uh, but we're going to get those going again as soon as we can. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Drop us a DM if you want to smack some Hard Factor stickers around your town. Submit a five-star review on your favorite podcast app if you like the show. And most importantly, have a great fucking day. Coneheads. Well, woman I love is the name of She kind of looks like Tempest Storm. She dance like a little Egypt. She works down at the snake farm, snake farm. It just sounds nasty, snake farm. Pretty much is snake farm. It's a reptile house, snake farm. Of humor, she got a tattoo down her arm. It's of a python eating a little mouse wearing a sailor hat that says snake farm, snake farm. 
It just sounds nasty, Snake Farm. 